0: It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better.
1: And you're very welcome to this week's Talking Horses. It's me, Dean Ryan, in the Racing FM studios, joined, of course, by Slippers Madden, Dara Cahore, Niall Cronin, and Ruby Walsh is on the line. Ruby, how are you, sir? Good, good Yeah, doing really well. And, of course, a huge week coming up. And i just had a look at some of your stats. Of course, most people would know them, Ruby. But your first winner at the Cheltenham Festival, 1998, aboard Alexander Banquet. Seven winners in 2009, including Corto, star and masterminded. And you're the winning most jockey at the festival. Do you still get nervous? Of course I do.
2: I suppose if you didn't get nervous, you wouldn't be worrying about it. It wouldn't mean something to you. Um, I think you need nervousness to channel in the right direction. But, yeah, of course you get nervous because it means so much. I mean, if you don't get nervous, it's another mundane outing that just means nothing to you. So, yeah, of course I get nervous.
1: Is it the week you look forward to the most every national hunt season?
2: Oh, it is because it's, it's... I suppose a lot of championships are decided. Um, it's the best horses racing against each other in front of the biggest crowds. Um, yeah, it is the one week today. Uh, yeah, I look forward to more, more, more so than, than others.
1: I'm going to ask you, Ruby, the, the question that's on everyone's lips, of course, is surrounding uh, your relationship with Hurricane Fly. And, of course, Forheen is on the scene now. I'm not going to ask you to tell us which one you've decided because I know the answer is that you haven't decided which one to ride. But I thought the question might be, how are you going to make a decision?
2: Um, the boat worked this morning. The boat worked well. Um, today's Tuesday. They'll have to walk again on Thursday. Um, they'll have some routine checks, and they'll travel then on Saturday. Providing they boat travel well, I'll make my decision on Sunday morning.
1: How difficult a decision is it? It's an awkward one.
2: Um, you know, Hurricane Fly's farm is rock solid. He's had the beating jet three times this season. He's the reigning champion hurdler, so that's rock-solid form. Um, Faheen's form is not as strong. He beat Blue Fashion in, in Ascot, um, and then he won the Christmas Hurdle, and it was easy to argue that Irving didn't run his race, but, you know, the third horse of Dan Skelton's went and won the Kingwell Hurdle, which at least backed the form up some bit. Um, you know, Faheen is all potential. Hurricane Fly is a record-breaking grade one winner. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it's a difficult enough decision. I know the betting doesn't suggest it is, but betting is only people's opinion. And um, I have to form my own one.
3: Ruby, Niall here. Um, we were down in Willie's last Monday and I think even he was nearly surprised about how fresh and well Hurricane Fly had been of late. Has he surprised you in his work? And
2: Well, I don't write him work at all. Um, you know, I'd say I wrote Hurricane Fly five times last year all at the track um, or six or many times a year or, or many times a year he runs um, you know Paul Town rides him pretty much all the time so I, I don't ride him really um, I know Paul is very happy with him and so is Billy do I please how he worked today um, yeah he's in really good nick
3: I have to ask is this is this a harder week than it was in the lead up to the Gold Cup when you had to choose between Cotto and Demond mm,
2: no that decision was forced on me very early um, I and mean, I had to make that decision before they had their final preps. Mm. Um, I knew after the preps I was on the wrong one but that was forced upon me. Um, you know, This one's going to ride it out to the wire and it gives you every opportunity to be on the right
3: one. Um, I suppose Ruby we have to ask about any power like we haven't seen her this season but the man in, the man in charge is well capable of, of getting one there first time and winning. Um, have you sat in her recently?
2: Yeah, I rode her um, last Thursday, I think it was. Um, I think she's in really good form. Um, She walked this morning. She was very pleasing. Um, You know, it's just a pity she had the hold-ups through the year. If she had a couple of runs, you would be probably really fancying her now for the world hurdle. But unfortunately, not having any prep run to pitch yourself into the world hurdle on your first start of the year um, would be a massive, massive ask. So, um, you know, it looks like she'll take her chance in in the mayor's hurdle like the last time she ran against Glen's Melody she beat her quite some distance in the novice hurdle of the Ferry House um, over two and a half miles and um, you know Annie's favourite Glen's Melody is second favourite um, you know I I, I kind of hope that you know Cheltenham is the start of Annie Power's season um, whether she'll go to entry to or not after that I don't know but she would be certainly hoping she'll go to Punchestown and, and maybe on to France um, she's had such a short season you know maybe she could fit entry in as well but I'm hoping that the Mayor's Hurdle is only the beginning of the
3: season for any power. You're very much a realist, um, but you can't ignore all the hype coming up to the week and, you know, the four Willie Mullins hot pots on the opening day. Um, does it frustrate you that people think it's nearly that easy to have four winners in the opening day of Chetland Festival?
2: Well, it is so easy. I mean, there's a 5% chance of it happening. That's <laughs> what <laughs> tax. That's just having that. that you work their prices into, into, into fractions and into percentages of what price horses per day at that price win, it's about a 5% chance of the five of them winning. It's a 6% chance of none of them winning. So, I mean, that's the reality of it. Um, Look, I've been very lucky on the opening day. I rode a treble. I've been two trebles on the opening day. Um, My role won, I never thought I'd ride a second one, and I was lucky enough to do that. I I suppose if you look at each one individually, it's very easy to fancy each one, but unfortunately it's seldom and it's, it's not nice. Or Navan, or or, or Pontypridd, where the opposition is at its strongest, and um, look it's, it's that's, a, that's a bit of a fairy tale thing. And, and you know, if you head in there, and I suppose if you could win and on, one of on every two favorites you rode, you'd be going extremely well.
3: Okay, you have a big decision to make in the Champion Hurdle. Um, what do you see as your biggest danger? It would be a ski or the new one. Um, Aside from
2: Willie's second the new one And Arctic Fire Outside of Hurricane Obviously And Faheen yeah. I think Arctic Fire Is really improving um, I think he's improved Since the BHB champion hurdle His work is very strong At home um, Jet ski definitely On drier ground Would be a different proposition And the new one Is head and shoulders The best horse in the UK So um, You know I have a choice of two But I think any one of five Can probably win it
3: Would your decision it, Would it be fair to say Your decision in the Gold Cup Maybe is a bit easier To make
2: I bet in the last couple of days would suggest it is. I mean, Jack Adam has has come from 16s down to sort of um, 8, 9, 10 to 1, somewhere around there. Boston Bob's a 20 to 1 shot on his own 25s. And this time last week they were sort of all between 16s and 25s. And, you know, it was a a, a, kind of try your hat at a job. Um, But Jack Adam worked really well on on Saturday in Leperstown. He seems to be good. Nick, having said that, I wrote Boston Bob work this morning. I thought he went really well. I'll see what the ground is like. I think that'll have a big, a, 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 a big factor in it. Um, you know, Real Dragon would definitely be the best in, in Boston Bob, so that's not till Friday. We'll have had a, a few days riding there before that decision has to be made, so um, hopefully I can make the right form decision about that.
3: You've no decision to make in the Arkell. Is he the horse you're most looking forward to riding for the week?
2: Look, um, he is. Uh, one of them anyway. Look, I've, I've, I've a real strong book of rides, you wouldn't pick one over the other but um you know on the saw he's probably the most uncomplicated ride I have of the week. Um, tactics are fairly straightforward and everyone knows what they're gonna do. Um, I was delighted with him in that on Saturday. He, he went a really good gallop, he jumped super and um, I thought he worked really, really well. Um, I think he's improved a bit since he won the Irish Arkle, and uh, you know, I just hope that I hope temperamental white temperament wise that he, he he takes it. Um, I know he'll take the travelling because he's been to Thai twice. It's just how he copes with sixty-five thousand people and the noise and the atmosphere of the festival. Um, you know, once he doesn't flip his lid. Um, I, I, I think he's a massive, massive player. Hi
4: hey, Ruby, uh, D- Dara here. Um, he, he, do, he does tend to like get a bit hot before his races, doesn't he? Is that,
2: is that just? He does, but like if he goes to Cheltenham and walks around like a dead dog, I'd be twice as worried. Yeah. Um, you know he's going to get revved. It's just how revved he gets. Um, you know, he'll have to canter up by the stand and, and turn at the top and, and canter all the way back down to the start I just hope he doesn't lose the plot from between the parade ring and the start but um, you know, that's my job to keep, to keep, the, keep the lid on him and uh, hopefully we'll manage that um, Look, I'd, I've always loved him as a jumper, I, I was really taken by him in our you, when I rode him even more so than I was over an all conventional Irish hurdle um, I've enjoyed riding him so far over fences and look he's a hell of a big engine and hopefully he can go to Cheltenham and do himself justice.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember talking to you, um, I think it was around last August, and you were, you you know, you were, he was the one that had your eyes lighting up, but, but when you're, you know, when you're riding him and you, and you predicted, you know, that he would he would run so many of these into the ground, but is it a bit scary, like, when you're on sure. his back, because, like, like, would you like to be going astride slower,
2: or... Yeah, possibly at times, would prefer to be going a stride slower, but um, no, look, I've ridden in a lot of top-class two-mile chases. I rode Zerty up in the year of Wild Chief and Moscow Flyer, and I guarantee you, will soul be going any quicker than they were going. Um, you know, Mastermind on his day was a hell of a good horse, too. and you No, know, that's what two-mile chasers do. I mean, it's city-up and stuff, but um, that's what they do. They attack, the margin for error is tiny. And, um, you know, as you saw at Moscow Flyer in the past, just how small that margin for error is, he, he, I suppose he won when he got around, but there was plenty of times he didn't, um, and maybe understood would be a bit like that.
4: Um, and Willie seemed to suggest after Leopard's down that, that the drier ground, you know, might that he might go even quicker?
2: I think so too. He's a light framed horse. Um, he handles heavy ground, but he's not a heavy horse that needs it. Um, you know, he just has a, has a huge engine and he's able to get out through it, but I can't see go good ground being an issue
4: for him. Yeah. And listen, just um, one other thing that uh, I remember from that conversation last August. You were saying th- how the romantic in you was was making you believe and hope that, that Hurricane still had it in him. And uh, Gillian was actually saying that, that logically it couldn't happen. What's she saying now? <laughs> yeah,
2: she'll keep reminding me of that. Um, it's a good job one of us has a, our head screwed on in this house. Um, but yeah, I guess the romantic in me was right. Um, he won the Morgiana, he won the Rainer and he's won the VHP. Um, there's plenty of people wanting him retired and written off, um, and he's added three more Grade Ones to his to his tally. Um, I don't know. I'll have a chat with him. Yeah. I'm afraid to ask, he <laughs> be too blunt.
4: But when it comes to the call, Ruby, you, I mean, how hard will it be to 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 remove the heart from it like that? It will. It, it won't be sentimental. That it will. It will be oh, y- your spitting, head,
2: like. Once bitten, twice shy. Yeah. Did you make that mistake in two thousand and eight, no, no, yeah? definitely did. My yeah. injury had didn't help me either. Yeah. I didn't write the in Denman. Obviously in the Hennessy that year I was I was, I was injured, but I remember thinking it very early in the year before I rode Cotto in the old road that he just wasn't giving me the same feel that Denman was, but yeah, hard rule head that year. But yeah. look, The following year Cotto came back and won a goal cup, so I, these I, things I, happened at horse at the end of the end of the day, no one died. Yeah.
4: Um that, that doesn't stop you Sickened when, when, when you're looking at the other one I guess this is probably an unfair question but didn't know that <laughs> well uh, I have to but if you if you were going to be wrong would it be worse to be wrong on Faheen's back or to be wrong on Hurricane's back um, I haven't
2: thought of the answer yes. um, it won't matter when you're wrong you're wrong and um, can't be more wrong on one than the other I mean one is going to win and one is going to lose or they might both lose but um, you're, if you're wrong you're wrong it'll hurt either
5: way Ruby uh, Slippers here um, you've, you've a lot of decisions to make with, with other races as well it's not just the, the, the champion hurdle but Willie has a massive team going over with, with plenty of chances like Duvan to, to say a few yeah
2: obviously Duvan is going to run in the first um, you know, I don't know what else we're gonna run. Probably two or three more. Um but I, I it's fairly safe to say I like Duvan in the first and if he lines up there and I'm fairly sure he will. Um won the so obviously won the champion Hurdle Andy Power. Um I won't be riding the handicap chase the first and I don't think we've entered in the novice handicap chase after that. Um you know, that's the first day, the second day then that we've Nicholas Canyon and Shane Hill in the Neptune. Obviously Willie has Outlander and tell us more as well, but there'll be that'll be a headache for Brian Cooper, not me. Um I don't think I've right in the RSA. Um the Queen Mother I guess the only possible chance we have is champagne fever and you know, I, I suppose with more and more horses falling out of the rain there. You, you, you keep throwing an eye that way. But um at the moment his intention is to run the is to run in the Queen Mother, um in the Coral Cup. It's hard to figure out in the Coral Cup really where the cut going to be, what's going to get in, how much the weights are going to rise. Um, I guess then we see the, the five-day confirmations and we see what horses come out. Um, the, the handicaps don't really take shape till then. Um, you know, that would be difficult in the bumper. I don't really envy Patrick Mullins in the bumper. He could have one of eight to pick from. I suppose that'll leave me with one of seven to pick from. But um, it's not going to be easy.
5: Yeah, but it's, I think Willie has his biggest team going over. I was talking to Patrick the other day. I think they have 79 individual entries.
2: Yeah, I can't quite see 79 going. Um, I thought somewhere between 48 maybe and 52, somewhere. I'll narrow it down to that much. Um, yeah, but there, you know, you've got to have four runners in the first dress. And it, it's, it's a huge number to bring. It's a huge logistical thing um, between staff and horse boxes, feed, tack you um, have to leave enough people at home too to look after the hunt that you're leaving behind as well so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive week for all of us
5: You were saying the, the, they all had a walk this morning and they'll, they'll walk Thursday as well has anything caught your right eye this morning that that worked extremely well?
2: I think the good part about this morning was there was no disappointment um, you know everything seemed to work well you know maybe sometimes people say well, they're all working well and none of them are but um, there was no disappointment anyway which is the good news Today um, today's Tuesday they'll work again Thursday. Um and then obviously the horses will run on Tuesday, but they'll leave Saturday morning but the rest of them will all walk Saturday. Um and then the more will travel Sunday, more Monday and Friday's horses will travel on Tuesday, so you know, some horses have one bit of work left to do, some have three of three pieces left to do, so the to on the bikes. You've um,
5: you've a, you've a lot of very good rides in Cheltenham. We all know, and you've you've a lot of very good chances. Is there any horse that you actually don't ride
2: that you you think that that you'd like to be riding? I think Slivin Alconte in the Gold Cup. Um, I think his form is rock solid. He was a good winner at the Betfair Chase. I thought he was very impressive in the King George. Look, you can argue that he's been to Cheltenham twice before and has failed. Um, in the the Gold Cup and me travelling well I don't know what happened to him at at the back of the last last year but cheap pieces definitely seem to be working on him this year Um, I think he's the he's the horse we all have to be in the Gold Cup and the Gold Cup is the Blue Ribbon race so I think he's the one you'd want to be on
3: Ruby just just on the the champion hurdle we'll say um, again yeah (laughs) just as regards owners is that Willie's job then to to break the bad news to whoever is going to
2: be disappointed because it is. Um, the owner implies Willie and Willie implies me um, so unfortunately that'll be his job um, but look I don't think any owners they all realise you, you can't split yourself in two there's only one horse I can ride um, and Paul will ride the other one and I don't know who will ride the third one so um, look that's just it obviously you have to let somebody down but you can't be all things to all people
1: Oh, Ruby you've got your decision to make over the next few days of course. I have a couple of questions into the studio if you don't mind. Um one of them was it is he comparable to anything else you've ever sat on over that distance and over fences?
2: Um, I would say a Really? Zertiop like to get on with it too. Um he was quite keen and um late to to, to to get at it. Um I'd say he's quite like a
1: Zortyup. Uh, the next question would be referring to the world hurdle. The rides come up on Rock on Ruby. Obviously, you have other possibilities in the race. Would you be tempted to get on Rock on Ruby in a world hurdle?
2: Um, of course you would if you were able to, but I won't be. Willie um, will run probably Zaypore, Briar Hill, and maybe Hill So um, I'm afraid my boss is three runners, so I won't be able to get. I won't be able to ride Rock on Ruby anyway.
3: What do you think of his chances in the race, R- Ruby? His first? He's
2: a great chance. Um, yeah. I think he could do something similar to what Solwith did. Um, he doesn't lack speed. He's an episode. And... Did he win? The no, he just got touched off with first and then the Epsium, but But um, no, I won a couple of bumpers on him. I always thought he was a stayer. Um, I was nearly amazed he won the champion order, to be honest with you. But um, I think three miles are really good.
1: Ruby, you set yourself some high standards, of course, going to Cheltenham every year. What would be a successful week for you?
2: Oh Cheltenham is Cheltenham. Um, you put your eye on one and when you right, one winner it's relief and then you hope to get more but um, look it's not beyond the bunch of possibilities that they can all blow out so um, I'll take one winner this minute in time and, and worry about the rest after that.
3: Would uh, jumping the last upside Fox Rock if he ended, uh, ended up there would that be uh, <laughs> a painstaking moment maybe?
2: Yeah, it wouldn't be ideal, but unfortunately that's happened before. I, I jumped the last in the Irish National, number six, Valverde already and Chin Jack High. Um, look, it's, it's it's not something you enjoy, but you're a professional and you have to do it. And If that, if that arises, then I'm going to the last, and, and whenever I ride at Fox Rock is the one to beast That's what I'd have to do. That's, that's life, it's not all romantic.
3: You must be delighted with his progression this season though looking at him from afar you must be
2: delighted with the way that he's always thought a hell of a lot of. Um you know, he you know, he got touched off in the paddy power, he won the Leopardstone chase, he ran a blind during the Hennessy. He, yeah, there's obviously someday he looks like he'll win a big grade one chase and, and I hope he does. Um, you know, he's, he's a smashing horse he's, he's matured a lot this year. And I think will mature even more so next year.
4: One last one, Ruby. and um, t- there are lunatics out there who like to play in the handicaps. Uh, I know you're obviously a keen student, you'd have been looking. Is there anything you think might be well treated from what you've been looking at, even if you're on? or looking at
2: Willie's. I, I did think McKinley was very well treated. Um, know, obviously, the handicapper thinks it was a fluke that he won a nays because he's rated a Grade 1 winner of 131. Um, or somewhere around there, I think it's actually the Mark yet. I thought he was really well treated. Um, i thought the looked to Vic had a fair enough mark, um, what else, yeah, the other side of that he's crucified, I'll be sealed, um, I think there's so a big race, on the Club race someday if you snuck into the bottom of the county, um, know you know maybe Blue Um, has a, an okay mark, but um, we don't tend to have that many horses Well, handicapped, I don't think there's an arctic fire among them, he no, used to go to the home last year, and I look at this year's ones, um, and
1: how to fire this. Ruby, we're gonna let you go now, but I've got one last point to make. AP McCoy, of course, has decided to retire at the end of this national hunt season. Um, do you ever have any thoughts about when your time will come to an end in the in the saddle? No. None? No. Good man. <laughs> Ruby, thanks very much Good for coming day. on and talking us. No no it's well. been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. See you lads. Well, Ruby Walsh there spending some time with us on Talking Horses ahead of a massive week at the Cheltenham Festival. We thank him for his time. We're going to take a quick break here on Talking Horses and I'll be back with the lads in the studio. Talking Horses is brought to you in association with irisracing.com
3: and recorded live on Racing FM.
2: It's been the horse of my life. Yeah. You? you know. I was very lucky to be the one that got to ride.
6: King still has one hand on the crown. Korto Star, the
0: horse of a lifetime. Papillon holding on with 50 yards left to go. And Papillon wins the Martel Grand National for Ruby Walsh.
1: Racing FM,
3: live commentary, interviews and more.
0: It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better.
1: Well, I think we bled the ears of Ruby Walsh there over the champion hurdle, and he's not gonna—he's not gonna be surprised, is he, lads?
3: No, look—it's—it's it's, as he's—you know—he said himself about the price of Jack Adam, he, he, you know, the price of other horses. Like he follows everything that's going on. He knows everything that's going on. He can't hide away from that, and he knows that it's the big talking point at the minute, and. Um, uh, sure none the wiser but we were never going to be and, and you can see why you know for so many different reasons and even down to the fact of how they're going to travel over Um, you know it, he he wants to get it right what really struck me there again was the tone of his voice when he when he came back to 2008 and and getting on the wrong or being on the wrong horse in the gold cup That's Um, you know you could notice how much it still hurts him and and he doesn't want to be in that position again
4: and the fact that, you know, that he, he sentiment came into that decision, um, you know, and uh, that clearly he's not going to allow that to happen on this occasion. I suppose the weather will be a factor as well, lads, over the next, like, you know, I don't know how long he's going to leave it, like, you know, but if...
5: He won't make decisions till Sunday morning, yeah, to leave, like he said himself, the horse travel over on Saturday, they might, one might travel better than the other one might need up when he Either. gets there. Little things like that, it's it's little things like that make a massive difference.
1: But he he's made the decision, surely he's made the decision. It's only yeah. these I things s- that can affect the yeah. change. I say I was, you're probably I right, say in yeah. his
5: head he knows he's gonna ride one or the other, but he's waiting for little things
4: to maybe happen one that doesn't happen the other and that could swing it around. Didn't Willie say, look, basically the the, the odds would possibly be a fair reflection
5: on what the indication that he's got and the indications that he has got as he said himself though the betting prices are only an opinion of (laughs) of of people that's of everyone's opinion they're not his opinion no no that's true he
3: made a good point about Fahin. he's been over there he's traveled over there he knows he's probably going to travel well um hurricane fly has been there before he's won two champion hurdles over there um so it's just a matter of seeing there's something change in both there
5: so them. He said they have another bit of work to do on Thursday. Yeah. Something could happen there and then you, know, you have the travelling over then as well.
1: Interesting. I thought that he made the point that you need nerves. I asked him, does he still get nervous? This man's been there a million times and he, he needs nerves to ride at his best. Slippers, you ride still, of course, at a very high level. You know that you're going to be nervous riding these horses in the big meetings
5: course yeah if you if, as ruby said himself if you're not nervous it's it's just like every other day but it's it is it is the olympics of horse racing um for jump racing anyway and it's if you didn't get nervous you wouldn't be human you know it's it's like any any fella that's in a sport or in anything like that they, if they're playing a big match that they, they would be nervous but you know you, your nerves probably help you you ride better when you're under a bit of nerve under a bit of pressure but on your on your nerves and you're you're, you're thinking about things and Listen, as he said himself, it's it's the greatest show that I'll see every year anyway. And, do you know, if, if he'd be there on top of his game. It's, it's the
3: crowd and the buzz and the hum of it. Like, you know, you can't not... Should you, you'd nearly be nervous watching it in the press room. Like, you, you know, like, you can't not get heavily involved in that. And um, it's no surprise that, you, you know soccer players they'll get nervous i'm sure the irish boys were nervous playing england last sunday in, in the aviva and sure th- this is our equivalent isn't it like
4: well it's elite sports people and it's it's not even nerves because it's like it's not that crippling type of thing but it's that anticipation that this is what you have worked for this is what you prepare for and i know what ruby has said before is that it is the one opportunity you get to perform like like he, anyone who knows him is a keen follower of sport keen follower of the ru- irish rugby team uh keen Man United fan and has been over good but and it is the closest that jump jockeys will get to performing in front of in the Aviva Stadium or anything like that in front of 40, 50, 60,000 you know people you don't get that routinely as a jump jockey so as Niall was saying that buzz that hum but that roar you know like it's that five minutes lads before the Supreme and when the tape goes up at the Supreme um, there, there is no uh, moment in jump racing I don't think that is the moment in jump racing, isn't it? You know,
5: it is. And as he said himself, they, they, he's a little bit worried about under so with all the with all the hype going on, and he actually has to go up to the top of the hill to canter back down as well. He's to go by the crowd with the buzzing and with the shout and with the roaring and then go all the way back down to the start. It's it's like he's going to hear all that as well, and it's going to be it's going to be tough on him. As he said, he was in Paris, and it's it's kind of like the same atmosphere over there on their big day. and he handled it okay, but it's it's going to be he's going to be around a lot longer in Chetland with the coming from the stable yard down to the pre parade ring into the parade ring. You know he's going to, as he said himself, he's going to it's going to be his job to, to keep a lid on him.
1: Well, with horses like that, that is is an additional part of his job, isn't it? Because it's one thing what the horse will do during the race, but Ruby's got to get in there with his mind right.
5: Correct, you know, and you have to try and keep him as, as relaxed as possible. We all know one does, so is a is a free going horse, likes to get get on with it. I'd say in an, an ideal world, Ruby'd love to get. Get up on him at the start. Get up on him and go. You know, bring him down to the walk. Now to start, get up on him and go because he's the type of horse that just wants to get on with his job, go home and be over and done with it. But unfortunately, but that's the whole thing with racing. That's what makes a horse. That's what could win a horse, win the race for the horse, or lose the race for the horse. He handles the pressure well, and but it's 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 a big day for for all jockeys, trainers, and horses.
4: As a horseman, slippers like how like and it is about that's about horsemanship, you know, and it's part of the gig that um, you know us. hurlers in the ditch don't don't probably understand how, how do you do that i mean there I know there's natural feel but there, there must be tricks or there must be you know what you know when when uh you're on a jiggy one like how how do you what do you do
5: it's it's, it's um the horse will feel if you're tense and if you keep relaxed it'll help them relax, but you're just trying to keep them relaxed keep them keep them quiet don't be getting them buzzed up or don't do anything in a rush when you're on their back just try and keep relaxed and like obviously. Under so he's he's a keen going horse. You're just trying to keep him settled for as for as much as you can, you know, keep your hands down and yeah. you know, just keep him relaxed. But it's, it's it's a lot easier said than done at the same time, you know. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it plenty of times, lads that are get just getting too free and it it lose the race And we've seen it plenty of times, horses run too free during the race, they don't get home.
1: Talking horses is brought to you in association with IrishRacing.com
5: and recorded
3: live on Racing
1: FM. Welcome back to the studio on this week's Talking Horses. I should have on the line now, uh, leading jockey Noel Feely. Noel, are you there? Good evening, how are you? Yeah, doing really well, Noel. And of course, we're all looking forward to a cracking week at the Cheltenham Festival. How are you going about things this week? Did uh, the nerves start to appear? Um, well, it? I suppose
6: it's a big build-up now and everyone's talking about it. And um, we're, sh- we're shoving close. So... Just trying to stay in one piece now and uh, and hope everyone has a good festival.
1: Yeah, that's of course what everyone is looking forward to. I mean, you have the the Gold Cup ticket, the ride aboard Silvini Arco Conti. Um, Is he a different horse this year than he was going into last year's race? I mean, he only went down just under two lengths in the big one last year, but he seems to be a rejuvenated character.
6: I think so. His farm this season is a lot better than last season. He seems a better horse. He's been much more impressive in his races, so... Um, you know, he, he definitely looks, going into the Gold Cup year, he looks a better horse, so if he can translate that on the day, hopefully he'll be very hard to beat.
1: You've ridden him, I think now, ten times in his career Nolan, was that King George run the most recent victory in that race was that his the best he's ever felt for you?
6: Yeah, I think that and uh, the Betfair Chase day, I think were um, two very good performances and I think they were, they were equally good performances but um, he, he, as I said, he's he finished his race really strong and what the impressive thing for me on the, on the King George day was how well he finished his race and he jumped the last like a fresh horse. and um, you know, he, 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 I thought it was just a very good performance, but he finished the race after, after making all, it's a difficult thing to do around Kempton.
1: Yeah, it is a difficult thing to do. I mean, looking back at last year's race, Noel, when when you're obviously coming to a last with every chance, what do you think was the reason he didn't quite stay maybe as perhaps as well as he's done in the past? Is he now just over some problems that he had at the time?
6: Yeah, I think stamina was never a question mark for him. Um, He's always been a very, very good stayer. I think it was just for some reason he wasn't finishing his races. Um, It's been well-documented, Policles found him to have ulcers after the race. Um even though he won at Liverpool on a flat track, he didn't quite finish the race that day either. So maybe it was something that you know, was bothering him and then, you know. So I don't think it was because it was the Cheltenham Hill. I think I think it, even betfair Chase dead Haydock when he finished third behind card, he didn't quite finish the race that day. And again in an the entry, even though he won, he didn't quite finish the race that day. So um, I think it was something that was probably bothering him all season last season and then Cheltenham probably highlighted it. But he's, he's definitely finished his race a lot stronger this season.
1: How are preparations going with Silvini Conti? Have you been down to sit on him recently? Has he, has he done his last piece of work?
6: Uh, he's done all his work. Um, I'm due to sit on him this week to school him. But uh, he's done the majority of his work now and, and Paul Nichols is very happy with him. and he, He's he's convinced he couldn't have him in better shape. So I'm uh, just looking forward to getting back on him.
1: Yeah, well, it's his third crack at the, at the big one, Noel. I mean, in your in your view, are you going to ride a similar race to last year? And just if the, if the horse is better than he was last year, geez, he must have a great chance.
6: I think so. Yeah, um, yeah he's he's always a horse that's um, been a very very good stare, and you know we'll ride him ride him similar to last season. And if he's good enough, he's good enough. Hopefully, he is.
4: Hi, oh, you Noel. Know, Dara here. Um... I was talking to you earlier in the year, and and or just before the, just before the King George actually, and you know you were saying how you know you went to kick on at the last last year because of you you know you were so confident in Silviniaco's stamina, and then afterwards you probably questioned yourself, and 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 then obviously the ulcers and that came to came to hand. So would you be looking at doing the same, like using that kicking on? Before the last, because coming to the last last year, you had to feel this is in the bag.
6: That's right. Um, as I said, I never, I've never questioned his stamina. He's, he's always been an out and out star. Hence why we made so much use of him beginning the King George this year. Um, but as I said, last season, probably looking back at it, he didn't finish his race in the in the Betfair, and probably didn't finish his race in the, at 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 um, Aintree when he won there. So you know, I think I think it was something that was probably was highlighted in, in the Gold Cup but you know, I wouldn't go riding right him any different this year because he's, we've ridden him fairly forcefully and, and he's, he's you know, proved that Kevin Disher, he stayed really strongly after making an all-licking George
2: when, when you're
4: so closely associated with a horse like that you know, does the you, you know, we just had Ruby on here just uh, just before you and he said of all the horses he's not riding over the four days, Silviniaco Conti is the one he would like to have and um, which I know makes no difference to you but in terms of you hear people criticising and cribbing the horse so does that frustrate you you know do you get close to the horse does that irritate you do you want to prove a point
6: uh, sure it'd be nice to prove them wrong but um, it doesn't make a lot of difference to the build up I know the horse um, it does, I know the horse is an out and out stare I have no question marks over him. If, if he fell it at the last last year everyone would have said he would have won and no one would question him handling the track um, and I think whatever happened on the run in is something that's probably he's probably done it when you look back at his races last season. He's probably done it on flat tracks as well. So um, I think this year he's he's yeah you know, he just seems a much better horse, and hopefully we can prove this year that you know he isn't a problem.
5: No, no, slippers here. Um, we're talking about partnerships that that are long lasting, but you're you're missing out on one this year with, uh, with
6: Ruby. Thanks, slippers. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh yeah sure it's, it's he's a horse that's been very good to me in my career and I'd love to be riding him again but um, circumstances mean I have to ride the other horse and you know it's, it's, as I said a lot of people it's not, it has it's not a bad decision to have to make the other horse is that is favourite so they're two very good horses and you know hope you know I'm I'm on the right one so I will see
5: of course and maybe last year Sir Kander you had maybe a question mark about his stamina um, would you change it this year now you know he actually stays well would you write him any different this year or
4: not
6: yeah I think last season his he, farm up to Cheltenham I thought was pretty poor um, and I think the connections feel he had a hard race against Annie Powers um, early in the year in Ascot and, and probably never recovered from it um, and this year he's been kept fresh and he's been trained for the race his form looks a lot better this year, so um, he's been trained for the race and hopefully he's going into the race in better shape than he was last year.
5: Of course, and, and would you have any doubts about Rock on Ruby's stamina? Like we haven't seen him over three miles. He's a, he's a next champion hurdle winner. He's He's been very good this year, over two and a half, but he hasn't ran over three miles yet. Would you have a question, Mark, about it? Uh, yeah,
6: if you asked me at the start of the season, I would have said absolutely no chance he'd stay three miles, but um, I think he, this season, at Cheltenham New Year's Day especially, I thought on very testing ground, I thought he stayed 2-5 really well on what was very testing ground. So I think on better ground over three, you'd like to think he, he, shouldn't, he should stay, you know. Um, obviously he's got to prove it, but I, I'd be a lot more confident at, of him getting three miles after New Year's Day than I was probably before that
5: especially around Cheltenham as well he loves the track and he's very he's very good around there and you're you've a great association with Harry Fry and you've, you've he's a good team going this year we had him we had him on last week and he's um active is, is his favorite for the for the for the Coral Cup and he is um you'd be riding him yeah
6: um obviously Harry's had a great season again this season and uh Actifield's had a couple of very good runs in in the Bedford Hurl and um and the Ascot race so yeah, his farm is very good and he's been crying out for a slip-up on trips, so I think 2-5 in the Coral Cup is absolutely tailor-made for him. So I think he'll he'll run a cracker on that. Um, Harry's very happy with him. He's, he's come out of the Betfair Hurdle very well, so I'd like to think he's got a great chance in the, in the Carl Cup.
5: And uh, out of all your other rides, you, you're obviously well-associated with Charlie Longston as well, and have you any other good rides that we should know about?
6: Um, has has to trial. has the Kalalaki runs in one of the handicaps. Um, he was fourth, fourth to children last year and the two and a half mile novice hurdle. So, um, I think he's at a he's up for an all right mark. So, hopefully, he can go well in, in the in the I think it's a two and a half mile handicap he runs. In.
3: No, Niall here. Um, just on the Gold Cup, I suppose. Looking at the opposition, um. It looks a very wide open race. You've obviously last year's winner um, there, and then you've the kind of new crop like Road to Riches, Carlingford Lock. What are you, what are you fearing?
6: Um, everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need a lot of luck and running. Um, I think Carlingford Lock is a horse been progressing all the time, um, as is Road to Riches. He's, I think, probably a better horse going left-handed and better ground. So. Um, he's been put up with some good performance in Ireland so look they're, they're definitely horses to be respected but um, I also think Rocker or um, Stephen Alcante has put up the best performances this season so I think he's probably all them on the one that they, they all have to beat rather than the other way around
3: we've obviously we're in a bit of a bubble over here there's so much hype about the Irish horses and the Willie Mullins horses and that sort of thing um, do you remember anyone going to Cheltenham with such a strong team as Willie seems to have this year
6: Probably not, no. Um I've heard a lot of people say he could have four or five winners the first day, which looking at it's quite possible. So that just goes to show the hand he has um this year and you know, if things if things go his way he could have uh, an unbelievable week. So it's I can't remember anyone having a, a such a strong string of horses going there. What
3: do you make the champion hurdle, on? No?
6: Um, I've been very impressed with Foggy and I think he, I think he's probably the one to beat. I was very impressed with the new one up till he's run at Haydock. It just disappointed me a bit at Haydock. Um, it's a hard race and very soft ground, so I think Fargine is the one that stands out for me.
1: Money back if your horse finishes second to the SP favourite in all RTE and Channel Four races available on Ball Sports Mobile.
0: It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago, I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better.
1: Welcome back to the studio on Talking Horses. With me in the studio, of course, now Cronin, Derek, horse, slippers, madden. And I'm joined on the line now by the PR rep for Boyles. It's Leon Blanche. Leon, how are you? I'm
0: doing very well. And yourself?
1: Yeah, doing really good. And in there, we've been enjoying a bit of the crack there with Ruby Walsh and Noel Feely. And of course, it's the biggest week of the national hunt season, fast approaching. You must be run well off your feet with preview nights and all the excitement.
0: Yeah, it is. Look, I think when you look at Cheltenham and you look at the four days and that start obviously next Tuesday to Friday, there's no doubt it's the biggest betting event of the entire year when it comes to horse racing. It just seems to um, engross people from the moment that the last race is run last year on the Friday. People are already looking forward to the Cheltenham Festival in a year's time. So there's not, there's nothing like it from a bookmaker's perspective. There's nothing like it from an anti-post book uh, people are betting on us nearly 300, 360 days out from the actual thing taking place again. And it makes or breaks our entire year. If we have a bad Cheltenham, we're chasing. If we have a good Cheltenham, we're able to be a little bit more uh, persuasive in our offers and our pricing. So, And this year, I think it's like no other. From an Irish bookmaker's perspective, uh, Willie Mullins, the team of horses. I know you had Ruby on, so I'm sure he's gone through them in depth. But the team of horses he has for this opening day, he's got five favourites at the minute. Yes, Don Pauly might end up running um, in the RSA a day later instead of the four-miler. But even if he doesn't run on the Tuesday, the four favourites, even if three of them win, we're going to be counting our losses and licking our wounds.
1: I was going to say, I mean, you, you like your racing, Leon, obviously, but from a commercial point of view, you're staring down the barrel, aren't you, there on day one?
0: Well, I think so. I think, look, I mean, if we take them at their own merits, I mean, like, we're looking at Duvan, obviously, in the Supreme Novices, pretty much to the exclusion of all the other Willie Mullins novice hurdlers. This has been the race that has been nominated almost from day one. Um, Willie eulogizes about this horse when he speaks about him. He does everything that he wants at home. He's done everything that's been asked of him on a racetrack. So I suppose he deserves to be favorite. And since we went non-runner, no bet. Uh, I mean, he is by far and away our biggest loser in the opening race. Um, of the rest of them, Lamy Serge has come in for a little bit of support. He's obviously trained by Nicky Henderson. He'll be ridden by Barry Geraghty. And if you look outside the front two in the market in the opening contest, there's not a lot of support for anything else. So Duvan, that'll be the Irish uh, one that they try and get stuck into the first race. Then we move on to the machine that is Oon so. de I mean, he looks an absolute aeroplane. I thought he was very, very impressive at Leopardstown. Yes, it was only a three-runner contest. But if he wins, it's all going to roll on to Faheen in the champion hurdle. Some people have said that he hasn't beaten anything this year. But he's a winner at the track. And the Neptune Investment Novices hurdle is one of the best trials for future champion hurdle winners. So he bolted up last year, 12 months ago. He's the favourite. Willie has obviously got Hurricane Fly as well, a horse that's won two champion hurdles. But I'm sure the Irish public are going to get stuck into Faheen. And then, Jesus, if them three win and it's all going on to Faheen, I might as well start to look for a new job. Because if she wins and the four of them win, forget about it. It's going to be absolute carnage. It could be one of the worst days ever for bookmakers. And I don't say that lightly. Because everyone knows punters are saving money year-round to get stuck into Cheltenham. And if these four win on the Tuesday, it's going to be absolute carnage. I, I would liken it to when Frankie de Torre rode seven winners at Ascot. Because once one or two landed, people start back in the third one, they start back in the fourth one, they start back in the fifth one, and they just continue, continue, continue. And that's what it's going to be like at Cheltenham. If Willie gets off to a good start, God help us.
1: I was going to make that comparison with Frankie Dettori, and you've done it there. And Willie Mullins is bringing such a big team of horses that even if you know he gets two or three those days, that money's going to keep on rolling and rolling and rolling. How are you going to fight back against something like that if it comes off?
0: Well, I mean, look, we're going to be behind the eight ball, I mean, to use a pool analogy. And it's going to be very, very difficult for us to try and claw anything back because in these circumstances if we are trailing, and I mean trailing by a long, long way, we're going to have to take some chances. We're going to have to push out some of the other Irish fancied runners. And if they were to um, land, I mean, look, you move on to a Wednesday. And let's not just put it this way. I mean, Willie has got the favourite in those four races I mentioned, but he's also got the second favourite. I mean, like in some instances, I mean, you look at Annie Power, Glenn's melody, she was second to quevega 12 months ago. So she'd have to have a great chance. We already mentioned Hurricane Fly. I don't think anything is going to finish in, finish in front of Unda, So, But even in Duvan, Willie's going to probably have Shane's Hill. He's going to have Alvisio Veal. So these are not just second and third string. In their own right, they're very capable animals on their day. But move on to Wednesday. And if we're led to believe that Don Pauly goes in the RSA, he's going to be a short price favourite. We've got the likes of Nicholas Canyon, who was ultra impressive in the delight at Leopardstown. He's going to be one of the fancied runners for the Neptune. Willie's also got Outlander, who surprised um, the Jiggins Town favourite No More Heroes at Leopardstown in January. Windsor Park for Dermot Weld. I mean, look, lads, the list goes on and on and on. Then you're talking about the champion bumper. Who knows how many Willie will run in that contest? Bordini, for our perspective, is the biggest loser at the moment. Sprinter, Sacra, of course. We took a bit of a chance. We went 3-1 to one sprinter. That's well and truly been mopped up. He's now 5-2 favours for the champion chase. But there's no doubt if Irish punters have got money in their pockets after day one, they're going to go to war against the bookmakers. This is the week where bookmaker against punter never becomes a bigger rivalry. Every punter wants to have the bragging rights at the end of the week. They want to be telling their mates over a few pints in the pub, I cleaned out Boyle Sports or I cleaned out any of the other betting firms. And that's what it's about. This week is unique. And we are just bracing ourselves for a very, very difficult Tuesday. Look, Niall and Slippers will tell you, Slippers has rolled winners. Niall has talked about winners. He's tipped up winners. But if the Irish punters get ahead on the first day, they really do go to war. They're not going to keep their money. They're going to try and double it. They're going to try and treble it. And that's what it's all about.
3: I suppose, Leon Niall. Here, I suppose there is an argument, though, um, that with, if all those winners win in the first day, that once they go to war, you might get some the money back then later on in the week.
0: Well, look, Niall. Yes, look, you can all, you know, look. You can say that, right? Like, if lads have got money in their pockets on Tuesday, yeah, it gives us a better chance because they've got money in their pockets. You can flip that around and say, look, if they lose on the Tuesday. Irish punters will find a way to get money to back the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, anyway. It doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Look, we've gone with a cashback that if Undersow doesn't win the Arkell, we'll give you your money back. So anyone in the right frame of mind is just going to come into one of our shops, on our website, on our mobile, back undersow. If he wins, you're getting paid. If he doesn't win, you're getting your dough back. So it makes no difference. I just feel, Niall, this year, when we look at the quality and the in-depth strength of the Irish Challenge across the board. I mean, you look at Jigginstown. You look at Willie Mullins. He's obviously got Rich Ritchie, he's got Jigginstown, and he's got Graham Wiley. You look at Noel Mead. I mean, I think Noel is sending quite a strong hand to Cheltenham this year. I mean, people say Noel Mead hasn't done well at Cheltenham. For God's sake, he's won four grade ones. Jeez, I mean, there's many trainers that have bite your hand off to win four grade ones in a lifetime at the Cheltenham Festival. Then you're looking at the likes of other trainers. Gordon Elliott. He's going to send a powerful string across the pond. Look, there's other trainers. I just feel this year, a couple of years ago, we beat the English. We beat them 14-13. I actually think this year we could actually, if not equal that, maybe even better it. I really feel this year the Irish have got superb hands in many, many of the big races, in all the races, in actual fact. I was over in the UK last week uh, at Paul Nichols. I went to Nicky Henderson's. I went to Nigel twiston Davies. And yes, you'd have to say Paul Nicholls' horses have never been in better fettle. It doesn't go by a major Saturday where he's running or sorry, not running, he's winning the major race on the big race in England. I think Paul Nicholls has got a good string. I think he will have a couple of winners. Nicky Henderson, if you like, the pressure has almost been taken off him. He's kind of coming under the radar. And it was good to see him have a couple of winners last Saturday. I think Nicky's going to have a couple of winners at the Cheltenham Festival but I just look at this Irish string of horses I don't think lads we've ever had a better string going across
3: before we wrap up Leon you have to give us a, an outsider one, one, one not, don't give us Undesu or don't give us bad. give us one that's you know going to sneak under the radar and it's going to help us to 14 15 or 16 winners
0: <laughs> well I think looking at it lads um, there's a horse in the Coral Cup and he's not from Ireland um, he's trained in the UK um, he's trained by Paul Nichols, I hope I pronounce it correctly, I think it's called Opiti Swan or, or S-O-Y-N-S however you pronounce that in French um, I think top price now at the moment he's around about 12 to 1 there has been a few quid for him lads in the last couple of days I'm surprised he only has a rating in the 130s, I thought him what he's done so far in France, he would have been into the 140s Yes, he is a little bit inexperienced, and as we all know, the Coral Cup is a bit of a cavalry charge. It has been reduced from 28 runners to 26. I think he could run a, um, I think he could run a big race. I think if you look um, at the Triumph Hurdle, if Beltor was trained by some of the lads we've mentioned, Messrs Henderson, Nichols, Mullins, or Elliott, he'd probably be fi- favourite for the Triumph Hurdle, or at least challenging. Peace and Clo, I still think the nine to one about him is too big. Uh, the Adonis hurdle that he won has a tremendous record in sending winners from that race on to win the triumph. Um, and maybe one more at a decent price. I mentioned Noel Mead. I actually think if the ground comes up uh, on on the good side or even a little bit quicker, uh, which I think it will um, by the Thursday, I think Monksland in the world hurdle would have to come into equations when you look at the run he, he had in Gowran Park on ground, he would have absolutely hated. It was a great comeback run at Leopardstown. He stepped up on that at Gowran for me. But look, I mean, punters are going to just be trying to... I think really, lads, the best that I've seen happening in our stores and online and in our mobile is the three on the Tuesday. Lads are getting stuck into Underso, Faheen and Annie Power. If that was to happen, we're going to be chasing for the rest of the week.
3: And uh, I see Boyle Sports have done a, a deal with Ryanair and will surely be free, free flights home if uh, if all these Irish horses <laughs> come in. 15, well, 15 sure Irish winners and free, free flights home with Ryanair paid by, by Boyle Sports. Is that right?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it might be paid for Michael O'Leary because I'm sure Jiggins Town will have some of them 15 winners. Look, we decided to go with Ryanair and, and fair play to them, lads. I came up with the idea, we went to them. It's basically place €15 Euro on the Supreme Novices hurdle and have a free bet to €15 on any race you like on the Wednesday. It doesn't get much simpler than that. For anyone who's flying Ryanair on Monday or Tuesday to Birmingham, Bristol or East Midlands, they'll be handing you out the flyer as they check your boarding card up the top of the steps and then it's very simple lads. Put 15 quid on the Supreme And I have a free bet to the same value on the Wednesday.
1: Leon, I will be one of those, grabbing one of those vouchers as I get off the plane in Bristol on Tuesday morning. It's going to be a cracking weekend. I was going to ask you which horse you fear the most, but I know what it is. It's those three on the Tuesday.
0: Yeah, well, I think lads. I mean, yeah, look, I mean, it is the three on the Tuesday. At the minute, you would have to say um, Duvan, probably to the exclusion of other horses at this present stage, as a single Duvan will be the best-backed horse on the Tuesday, even though he's trading at around about the 7-4, 2-1 to, four, two to one mark. Um, it's just the way Willie Mullen speaks about him. I mean, he speaks about him in such high esteem. I mean, some of the comments, he's one of the best horses we've ever brought to Cheltenham. I mean, Jesus, lads, he's brought some machines across the pond for Cheltenham, so he must really hold this guy right up at the top of the pecking order.
1: Leon, have a cracking week at Cheltenham. I'm going to give the punters the best of luck against you guys, but I'm sure you lot will do okay.
0: Well, listen, lads, hopefully, and I mean this, all the horses that go over there come back safe and sound because we're lucky to be involved in this industry. It's a betting industry, yes, but it's also about training winners, owning winners, and, and of course, the people who look after them on a day-to-day basis. But we need our horses to stay in this industry, so I'd like to see every horse that runs in Cheltenham next week May they all come back safe and sound.
1: Fair play, Leon. And
0: the jockeys. And the jockeys. More important than the horses, of course.
1: <laughs> slippers said you were,
5: thanks. You were there. forgetting about us there, but thanks, Leon.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, slippers. Slippers, I'd never forget about you, and you know that. But I tell you what, the jockeys are number one, horses are number two. That's for sure.
1: Good man, Leon. Take care. Have a great week.
0: All the best, lads.
1: Talking Horses is brought to you in association with Irishracing.com. and recorded live on Racing FM. Money back on Undersow if he fails to win the Arkel. This and more available on Ball Sports Mobile. Money back if your horse finishes second to the SP favourite in all RTE and Channel 4 races. Available on Ball Sports Mobile.
0: It's a pleasure to be on Talking Horses. Not so long ago I was on Talking Balls, uh, which I did very well, I hasten to add. But uh, Talking Horses just sounds better.
1: Welcome back to the studio on Talking Horses. I have to say, I'm out of breath after listening to Leon Blanche. His passion for the the Festival is unbridled, I think.
3: Yeah, I'm sure he will uh, <laughs> He could be out of breath and choose as well. Could be out of a job, he said. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Leon will have plenty stashed away there, he'll be all right, you know.
1: Well, I mean, what are the points he made, though, and of course, we obviously had Ruby Walsh on the show. Is that that strength in depth on day one? The Mullins factor, the punters are wading in. Leon's made it very clear. Ruby made it very clear that he thinks there's a five percent chance of them going in, and a six percent chance that none of them win. We're we're looking at, a, well, it's an imponderable, but one that we're all going to find out in a few days' time, and I can't wait for that.
3: Ruby's five percent was adding up the four hot pots, but Leon made a good point. Like, there's a good backup team there as well that are ready to uh, ready to come to fruition if if needs be. So. You know look there's no doubt
1: what we're saying is he could have he could have those four winners with different horses than the ones we're all expecting
3: he could but looking at the week in general you know i think up until 2008 we'd only eight winners twice at the festival um you'd have to say going over there this year that eight would be a disappointment um yeah i think you're right um i think you should have to be happy with ten um but you could certainly you could believe that we could have 14 and as leon said you could believe we could have 15. now it's a big 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 um hope i suppose it's uh, you know it's not easy to do that but if ever there was going to be a year this is probably it um we have a great team going over but you have to sort of you have to ask yourself what is a, a successful week at Cheltenham for the irish horses and i think you know if you could get double figures and anything after that is a bonus I think it's
1: a certainty they're going
3: to get double figures and of the championship races I guess well like you look at the championship races and you have the new one there you know fighting for the the home team as such um, you have the champion chase Sire de Gruji Sprinter Sacre Dodgy Bullets Conte um, in the Gold Cup Silviano Conte in the Gold Cup uh, Many, many Clouds Hollywell if you want to put him into it and World Hardle, you have Zarkander and Rock on Ruby who Noel is Sophia talking about himself you know so you might not win any of the big ones uh, well pff, yeah, don right. cossack though we'll we, 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 we win, yeah. we win the rain air, we'll yeah, win uh, the rain there yeah the dawn the dawn
4: and q card is out um yeah, as yeah well, q card is as out. We, as yeah. we um found out today although obviously his form hasn't been there this year at all so it probably shouldn't impact too and as much he said
5: himself with champagne fever with dropping out like flies in the rain air, champagne fever could line up in that line up on that as well
1: it's all about the dawn Well, that's all we have time for on this week's Talking Horses. Thank you very much to our guests, Ruby Walsh and Noel Feely, for spending some time with us here ahead of a very big week at the Cheltenham Festival. Thanks as well to Leon Blanchard of Boyle Sports. We'll be back with a very special edition on Monday, different day from the usual Tuesday, of course, where we'll take a look at the big races at Cheltenham, and I'll try and get the panel to find us a few winners. Racing FM. You're listening to Talking Horses on Racing FM. Brought to you in association with irisracing.com.